Alright everybody, it is Friday and we have another episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me, la la la, let me explain. And today, because it's Friday, we've got X for you, some fuckboy replies, and of course, we'll finish off with a Friday night reminder. So let's start off with this week's X. The first ick says, he ordered a Smirnoff ice on a Sunday night and then made me pinky promise to go and see Girls Aloud with him in May. I think he might be a friend of Dorothy's, but there's, there's a lot to unpick here. Fucking who drinks Smirnoff ice? Come on. That is, grow up. Unless you are 14 in a park or behind some dodgy bike shed with your mates trying alcohol for the first time, Smirnoff Ice is an absolutely unacceptable drink choice. Not sure why the Sunday night thing comes into it, because actually a Sunday night might be the only appropriate time to drink a Smirnoff Ice. Because if you're wanting an alcoholic drink the rest of the week, then be serious, grow up, get like a proper one. But maybe on a Sunday night, you want to chill, you've got work tomorrow, you're choosing something light, light and inoffensive that's not going to give you too much of a hangover, you know what I mean? But Smirnoff Ice on a Sunday night is one thing, but then Pinky promising to go and see Girls Aloud with him in May. I mean, the Pinky promise is cute. Like, I kind of love him. Like, will you Pinky promise to go and see Girls Aloud with me in May? Yes, you should have Pinky promised. And I hope you didn't Pinky promise and then, then get the ick. Because if you've Pinky promised, you've got to fucking go, whether you got the ick or not. Because Pinky promise you can't go back on that, especially with someone like him who drinks Smirnoff Ice on a Sunday night. He will be taking that Pinky promise extraordinarily seriously. You've got to go. And I want you to send us a photo, a video of you and him rocking out to Girls Aloud in May. And hopefully by that time, he will have felt confident enough to bring his friend with him. But at this point... Yeah, I don't support this ick. I'm in love with him. I think he sounds so cute and amazing. All right, the next ick says, He turned up at my house with a weird backpack. Not like a man's hold-all bag, an actual backpack, like school. I felt like it was a boy's backpack. And to top it off, he snored so bad I could not cope and had zero sleep. I reckon the backpack, it's all in the way that you wear it. I think if he's got it on both shoulders, then emulating a kind of schoolboy on his way to school is not what any grown woman or man wants to see. But I think you would have probably got over this if he hadn't then fucked up your entire life by snoring so badly. The snoring thing, oh, I once had a boyfriend whose snoring was so horrendous that I used to actually like elbow him in the night. It was sounded like a boat coming into dock, like, and I used to lay there like, I hate you, I hate you so much, genuinely thinking about 
probably murdering him. And I maybe you'll think, oh, that's a horrible thing to say. And obviously I would never kill anyone. But any of you who have had lack of sleep because of a snoring partner will understand the levels that that can take you to. It is so horrible. And I really feel sorry for people who are really great people and who snore and whose partners have to deal with that and put up with that because they are so great. But if you're getting the ick and they're snoring, it's like, what can you do? And I'm not suggesting getting rid of everybody who snores, get them some help or whatever. But if they roll up in backpacks looking like a 12-year-old on their way to a school trip, then I can get it. I can see it. I support it fully. All right, the next ick says, my ex walked on his toes without putting his heels on the ground properly. It looked like he was a child prancing around the house imitating a cat. I can't even envisage this. I suppose when cats do that thing where they're like, and they're like really scared and their backs go up and then they kind of like on their cat toes. Maybe it's that. But as soon as you said imitating a cat, all, all I got, was George Galloway and Rula Lenska in that celeb big brother, which is the definition of the ick. If you want to torture yourself, Google George Galloway, big brother, cat. He's licking from her palms and he's like, ah, sorry, I just gave myself the ick. Anyway, I don't need to tell you, you've probably seen it. I've probably given you nightmares and flashbacks and PTSD and all that. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. So you've given me the ick now by making me think about this horrific situation. But I do support this ick because why isn't he putting his heels on the ground properly? You've been alive for at least, I don't know, I'm imagining 20 plus years. Walk properly, bro. And don't make us think about George Galloway with your walking. It's not fair. I support it. Also, FYI, disclaimer, I do know that toe walking is associated with autism. It's called dysfunctional vestibular system and it's a common problem for people with autism and I'm absolutely not judging anyone with autism. This, my whole ick does not apply if he was autistic. If he was autistic, walk on your toes, bro. Do your thing. It's fine. No ick. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good, watch the movie everyone's been talking about, or catch the show the internet can't get over? At the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we chase that feeling five times a week. We talk about the buzziest movies, TV, music, books, and more. From lowbrow to highbrow to in between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. All right, the next ick says, he saw my boobs for the first time and said, wowzers. Oh, oh, well, that, Emily, you've got great boobs. Let me tell you that because that is a rare reaction. Nobody has ever looked at my boobs and gone, wowzers. 
I think he was trying to be nice. I think he was just like totally taken aback by the wonder and beauty of your breasts. And what more could we want from a person who sees our boobs? You know, like I want somebody to say, I just want anyone to want to see my boobs, quite frankly, these days. But if they do, I want them to like be like, whoa, this is incredible. I once had a friend who got the ick massively because she got on top of a guy and he said, titties. And I totally understand that one because titties is like, ugh, don't call them titties. That's horrible. And don't do it when she's on top. Like, what are you doing? Not nice. But wowzers, I'm loving the level of appreciation for your tits. So, sorry. I support him. We need more like him. More men out here expressing true gratitude when they see breasts. All right, and the next ick says, he left orange peel in the bath for others to tidy. What's going on here? Who eats oranges in the bath? I mean, maybe loads of you. I don't know. I've never taken food into the bath. I might try it. I sound like quite a luxurious, rich person thing to do. So I am going to do it. Maybe I'll take a burger in there or something. But orange peel in the bath. So he just peeled it and just, what, dashed it in the water. Didn't even put it on the side of the bath or, like, on the floor next to the bath. Just peeled the orange, dashed it all around the place and, what, lay in the bath with bits of orange peel floating about around it actually does orange peel float or does it sink I don't even know because I've never experimented with this again after I've had my burger in the bath later I am going to try this and find out if orange peel floats but what is he doing if your ick is just the fact that he left it for others to tidy that's a problem there's a whole ick in the fact that he just done this in the first place, but of course, compounded by the fact that he didn't even tidy it up. So somebody else has got to pick out his orange peel that is now doused in his body juice. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not okay. What is wrong with him? Right, on to fuckboy replies which I'm going to explain just for if there's any new listeners is basically a thing where instead of sending a text that you might regret to a certified fuck person fuckboy fuck girl fuck non-binary in your life then you can send me the text instead to prevent you regretting sending a text to them and I will answer it and tell you whether I think that you should send the text or not so the first one this one came with a meme. It was a picture of a woman laying there. She looked like she had cum all over her face, but it was probably, I don't know, glue or something. So there's a woman laying there with this stuff all over her face and the wording on the meme said, when you're waiting for him to bring you a towel, but you hear his car start instead. So this meme has been sent to this woman by this man and she wrote to me and she said, this is what she wants to send to him. Why do you think it's okay to send me this type of Friday morning misogyny? And she sent me the pic for reference. And she said that she'd been out for coffee with this person twice. She said, I usually just avoid and deflect this kind of thing. But why are we made to feel uncomfortable? Quite right. You should call this one out. First of all, don't see him again. 
Don't call it out for the intention of like, oh, let's try and improve on this man's misogyny and make him better. I think this is a 100% red flag, block, delete, move on situation. But the fucking audacity, you've been out for coffee twice and he's sending you that type of meme, which shows you exactly where his humor is at. You think that's funny that there's a woman waiting there looking upset with cum all over her fucking face and the person who did that has just driven off instead of getting a towel. That's not funny. Why do you think it's okay to send me this? You horrible piece of shite. Call him out. Maybe don't call him a piece of shite because it will be ineffective. I think actually sort of say, that's really horrible and really unfunny. And he will probably reply like, oh, you, you just don't have the same kind of sense of humor as me or like, why are you so, why are you so uptight? Why, why, why are you not laughing at my inc incredible sense of humor? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Tell him he's a misogynist. That's disgusting. I mean, he quite clearly, you've been out for coffee twice with him. He's telling you what he wants to do next. And if he thinks that's funny, he's probably not going to find it that terrible to come with that kind of behavior. Oh, come, no pun intended, with that kind of behavior. So yeah, block, delete, move on, but call him out first for definite. But think about how you're going to call it out. Use the right word in. All right, the next fuckboy reply she wants to send to him. You said anything to get me, and in brackets she wrote lies, but did nothing to keep me. Enjoy your vanilla rebound. What I always think with ones like this is, what do you want? What do you want from, what answer do you want from that? How do you want them to feel at the end of this? What is going to change as a result of this? See, I know this person's situation. She's somebody who I speak to quite a lot. She's a patron. She's messaged me quite a lot about the ending of this relationship and so I feel quite lucky to know that because knowing that makes me just say like what are what are you going to get out of this he's a pathological liar he's very unserious he doesn't work on any of his stuff he won't go to therapy when he needs it really badly and of course you're still angry and of course you're still hurt and you have every right to feel those things. But I think that you're going to feel worse if you send this message and then he sends back like, yeah, I am enjoying my vanilla rebound or something, you know, because what outcome are you expecting? What outcome would satisfy that itch that you've got to send this? Because he already knows how you feel about the lies. He already knows that he didn't work hard enough to keep you and now it sounds like I didn't actually know that he's moved on with somebody else, but it sounds like he has. And and how is you telling him that she's vanilla and that he's a liar? How is that going to change anything? It's not. Because he's not the one to give you closure. And But something within you feels that there is no closure. And, and saying that to him is not the thing that's going to give you the closure. What's going to give you the closure actually more likely is blocking, deleting, moving on and not even bearing witness to this new person he's moved on with. If your mutual friends are sitting there telling you, oh, she's this, she's that, tell them you don't want to hear it anymore. You don't want updates on his life. Don't follow anything to do with him. Don't watch him on social media. Just keep that totally boundaried so that you can move on and you can get yourself a nice little vanilla rebound. I wouldn't send it. And the final fuckboy reply for today says, my gut instinct was right. 
You were just after a fuck when you made out you wanted more. I'm sorry that you have been put through this and I'm sorry that you feel that you need to send this. And actually, maybe you could, you know, there is no harm in saying it. But I think that again, like what I just said for the last one, what is the outcome that you want? Are you, do you just want to show him that he's hurt your feelings? If so, fair enough. And then you block, delete, move on. If you are saying it because you want that to generate something of them saying, oh no, I wasn't just after a fuck, I've been really busy, my nan died or whatever. If you then, are, if you sending that is going to leave the door open for them to come back with more excuses and then probably fuck you again and then disappear again, then I wouldn't send it. If it is literally, you fucked me over, that was rude, you lied, what an asshole, boom, you can send that, block, delete, move on, but do not send if it is a generator for wanting more from them. And it is a lesson for us all to follow and trust our gut instincts. Because nine times out of ten, they are absolutely right. All right. And today I'm going to leave you with a Friday night reminder. Honour your three-year-old self or your five-year-old self, or just your little self. Go and have a look at a picture of your little child self now and how innocent and beautiful and full of hope and love that little kid was. And then ask yourself, what would that little person, I'm going to say she because I'm a she, but there's many people of different genders listening, What would she think of this person that you're running about after? This person who you want to send a fuckboy reply to? Or this person who you've got the ick from? Or this person who we hear about in my Wednesday agony aunts? Would your three-year-old self be proud of the person that you have chosen to be in a relationship with now? If you could look at her and say, look, this is the future that I'm giving you. Would you be happy to give her that future? And if not, honour her because she or he or they are still inside you. You deserve exactly what that three-year-old deserves. You are still them. They are still you. And if you look at that picture and you feel sad about the relationship that you have chosen for that three-year-old in the future, then change it. Do something about it. Honour your three-year-old self. All right, there we go another Friday done. Listen, share, follow, subscribe, review, do all of that jazz. Bye. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.